0: Welcome to episode 146 of the Various and Sundry podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the vault studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is headed to Washington, D.C. shortly, John
1: Scott Sloat. Temporarily, (laughs) not permanently. You're not headed to the swamp permanently. Yeah, I can't handle the muck. Yeah. Yeah. I just like I just like to dip a toe, yeah. So, how many times have you, been, have you been to DC in your life? Just one other time, really. Yeah, and it was like a it was like a not a it was it was my so I have an aunt and uncle that live in Baltimore, yeah. And so like we shot down there, I think on the train, and like looked at everything from a distance, like <laughs> oh there's that, oh there, but never went yeah. in anything, yeah. And so like I've never been to the Lincoln Memorial, never been – Oh, you're missing out, man. To to really anything in Washington, D.C., but I've been like there once. Okay, So – It's a fun city. I'd never want to live there, but it's great to visit. uh, And I will – on this visit, right, I will start my day in like Pennsylvania. I have a coffee meeting on Capitol Hill and then I shoot out to like Virginia for dinner. So – some sort of high-powered lobbying effort.
0: That's right, connecting
1: yeah. with uh, uh, legislators.
0: Yeah, well, you yeah. know me; I lobby for lots of things. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. All right, so uh, that is why we're actually recording on a Friday, mm-hmm. when this episode will drop the following Tuesday. So um, that will that will alter some of our uh, programming here in a moment. But uh, before we dive into that. We want to remind you that you can connect with us on Twitter at VNSPod. You can email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. And we would love for you to leave a five-star rating and a review on whatever platform you access the show. All right. So since we are uh, recording so far in advance of the show dropping – our sports segment is going to look a little bit different today because we won't have the uh, – We can't recap we, the weekend. We can't recap the weekend because yeah. it hasn't happened yet when we're recording here. But I did think this would be an opportunity since Ohio State actually has a bye this weekend anyway. That um, I, I thought one thing we could – I would do is just uh, – we're, we're sort of at the midway point of Ohio State's season. They're 6-0 and um, – I would say overall, they have performed in some ways according to expectations and okay. in some ways exceeding expectations. So no
1: underperforming
0: from the, the Buckeyes really? The, the only place where they have underperformed is at cornerback. Their two cornerbacks
1: have not played up to the standard they need to. Up to the standard they need to or to Ohio State standard because they generally have pretty good cornerbacks. They have, they have good talent.
0: Um, but uh the defense has been turned around almost completely i like how the defense is playing um and the the weakness is that they have good corners but it seems like they're consistently in place to make a play but don't make the play like hmm. receivers are catching too many balls where like the guys right there so it's not like guys are just running free where where the corners are getting beat it's they're right there but they're not turning to the ball quick enough or uh, reacting to the ball, right? So, uh, but overall, I, I, I'm I'm very encouraged. And I think the most encouraging sign, besides the defense overall, is the fact that on the offense, the um, the offensive line is performing much better than last year. Ohio okay. State has been able to run the ball far more consistently than they could last year, and. They are being more creative in the ways that they're doing it. Hmm. Last year, they got way too predictable. You get to third and one or third and two and you knew exactly what play they were running. And so teams just loaded up and often stopped. A lot more creativity and the fact that going into the season, their best wide receiver was Jackson Smith and Jigba. Widely regarded as probably the best wide receiver in college football. He hurt his hamstring in the like first quarter of the first game. Has barely played since. And Ohio State has not missed a beat. They've had other receivers step up. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a freak show. He is hmm. just unbelievable. He has started seven games in his Ohio State career. So Rose Bowl last year, six this year. In three of those games that he started, he has caught three touchdown passes. So in three of the seven games he started in his college career, he's caught three touchdown passes uh,
1: not that's, bad. that's pretty good uh, yeah that's not pretty bad. good he's so, he's gonna be a first round draft pick in the 2024 draft I know this isn't necessarily the halfway point of the season I for the regular season for it the is. regular season uh-huh. it is. what games do you have circled on the back half of the calendar that you're sort of looking out for
0: well the schedule certainly gets more difficult that's no uh there's no doubt about that they have at Penn State on october 29th okay that's that's a tough venue to play top in. Top fifteen team? Where's Penn State at? Uh, right now, I think they're tenth. Okay. But when this episode drops, they will have just played Michigan. So if they beat Michigan, they'll be a top five team, probably. Yeah. Uh, if not, they'll still be you know fifteenth somewhere in there. Um. And then uh, the other obvious difficult game is the season finale against the team up north on yeah. November twenty yep. sixth. There's a sneaky, scary game in there. They play at Maryland on November 19th. OK. And Maryland can score. That's the kind of team that scares a team like Ohio State I think. Like if there's a team that can that can score a lot of points, that's where the defense has to earn its stripes mm-hmm. um, so that you don't end up having to win a game 52-49 kind of thing. And anything can happen in those shootouts. Yeah. So, Uh, I'm encouraged. I I think they're right where they need to be right now. Um, I think they're positioned well nationally. So uh, I'm cautiously optimistic that this team will get into the playoff and has at least a shot. Okay. So. Uh,
1: Can I transition? Yeah, absolutely. Can we talk about how terrible Thursday night football has been the past couple of weeks? Yes, it's been so bad. I mean it was on last night – did you watch? I followed it on my phone okay. because nine thirty comes very quickly. Uh, <laughs> but I followed it on my phone. It was it was not good. Now a touchdown was scored. Yes, which on a beautiful touchdown pass by Justin Fields,
0: like a forty yard touchdown pass, yeah. just dropped it in the basket.
1: However, that's the first touchdown scored in two weeks. Yes. Oh yeah. Like the, uh, the last two weeks. Yeah. On Thursday Night Football. Yeah. It's been bad. I I wonder if Amazon is regretting. <laughs> <laughs> paying for this the last two weeks with the Washington uh, Commanders. Commanders there we go. yeah. They're not the Redskins uh, anymore. And the Bears. Yep. That was a bad matchup preseason. Yeah. S- some of the games coming up are better matchups
0: in and terms what was of the, the quality of the What teams. was
1: the game last week? Colts and uh,
0: Broncos, yes.
1: Oh, man. What a
0: bad game. Which went into overtime. What was the final? Like 12-9? Was that the final score? 12-9. It was a bunch of field goals. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I watched a good chunk of this game and the Bears – the Bears had first and got it down to the five-yard line of Washington three times. And couldn't punch it in. They scored zero points. Zero. So twice they um, uh, went for it on fourth down I think and didn't get it and then – um, no, no, no. Once they got intercepted off of a tipped pass, once they went for it on fourth and goal from inside the one, couldn't get it. And then at the end of the game, they had the ball at the five yard line, first and goal, with 52 seconds left, down 12-7, and could not punch it in. Hmm. And on fourth down, there was a drop pass that would have won the game. Now it wasn't an wasn't a, a well. For an NFL receiver, it should have been a relatively easy catch. Just drop the ball.
1: Seems like there's a lot of drops this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Thursday night football has been atrocious. But next week gets better. Saints, Cardinals. Yeah, should be a, should be a should better be. game. Although the Saints feel like they're all over the map. Yes. Uh, Cardinals kind of feel that way too. Yeah. But here, I think part.
0: You know, we we can talk about matchups, but part of the issue, I think, is there's just not enough turnaround. You play Sunday, right? Yeah. Then on Monday's got to be a day off. You got to give your body some kind of
1: rest. Yeah. You got to be doing film or something. Maybe. Yeah. yeah.
0: Tuesday, it's not like you're gonna with a Thursday game. You're not gonna go out there and go full pads and go. You know. No. Contact. You know. You walk through drills that sort of stuff. Well, Wednesday you're traveling probably, so walk through, and then Thursday, day of the game, morning walk through kind of stuff. But that's just not enough time, I don't think, for professional athletes playing one of the most physical sports in existence, yeah, to
1: recuperate.
0: And so I think that's partly reflected in the quality of play. I mean, yeah. the teams that we've, you know, again,
1: the Bears Commanders, Bears Commanders are not good,
0: not good teams, but. But they're not going to change
1: it. Like there's just too no, much. Mo- there's a, just too much money to be made, particularly Way too after much money. the amount of money Amazon spent. Yeah, on that. I mean, they took like for years. It was known like, oh, NBC has the best like producer for Sunday Night Football. Like they do the best job of producing yeah. the game. It's beautifully shot. Amazon hired him away, and now he produces Thursday Night Football games for Amazon. Yeah, and I think he well, doesn't. And they watch.
0: went out and got Al Michaels.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, and. I I think it's a beautifully – I think it's a beautifully shot game. Mm -hmm. Um, However, when you put – it doesn't matter how good the cameras are. (laughs) It's hard to overcome bad product on the field. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh,
0: We are kind of entering the sweet spot of sports when you think about it. Um, NFL season in full swing, college football. Yep. uh, Baseball playoffs even though your beloved Mets are no longer in it. Are you following them at all? I'm keeping tabs. Yeah. Okay. I – I will occasionally drop into a, an inning, inning or two of playoff baseball,
1: but um, it's really intense. It is, it's, and I it's love the atmosphere. Really intense. I love yeah. the
0: atmosphere. And the NBA season's about to start. It feels like they start the NBA season earlier and earlier every year.
1: Yeah, it feels like it's a moving <laughs> target year to year. Ever since COVID, like it felt like there was a standard. Yeah, before COVID, and know. now maybe I'm just wrong.
0: But my perception was that when, when I was in college. Like November was the start of the NBA season. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. Like I think the NBA season starts October 19th. Like in a, like the day after this episode drops I
1: think. Oh, wow. I think it's that soon. Yeah. I need to read up on gotta, the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no done, idea what's going on with them. I, I'm pretty sure they're still playing in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're still wearing blue and orange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still pretty sure they're going to be pretty rough. I mean, the NBA season is so long, you'll have plenty of time to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Are we ready to move on? um,
2: One other note on football.
1: uh, The Jets Packers game is the Fox game of the week. And so it's getting a broader listening audience or a broader watching audience. So it will be on television in uh, our neck of the woods and it will be on television Where I am traveling. So I will get to watch the game for a third straight week. I'm very excited. Wow. Very excited. Yeah. I'm happy for you.
0: I hope they throw the ball to Garrett Wilson 30 times. I know it won't happen. I'd take them throwing it to him eight or ten times at this point. All right. Now we need to move on. We are doing a topic today that's a little bit
1: uh, different from our standard fare. A little more lighthearted, definitely yeah, not although, serious at all. Although it was probably the most thinking I had to do about an episode. like I, <laughs> I really struggled uh, to come up with a, with a list. OK. So what we're doing here is uh, fictional characters we'd like to hang out with. Yeah. And I think I – yeah. I think I have a good list. I think I have a decent list. OK.
0: Now, I think we should clarify at least as I was putting the list together – there's a difference between this list and saying our favorite fictional characters. Yes. Because yes. you might have favorite fictional characters. You're like, well, I wouldn't want to hang out with them. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, just to be clear, we're not saying these are our favorite fictional characters, but fictional characters we'd enjoy hanging out with. And this is going to cover the gamut from movies, television, and literature.
1: Yep. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. I Actually, I only ha- I have one movie, three TV, and one book.
0: Okay. Well, you covered the. You covered, I covered the gamut. You covered there. the gamut.
1: Um, you got a. You got a couple of books. Couple.
0: Then you have three TV. Two books and. Um, two books, two TV shows, and a movie. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, sweet. Who? who oh, sorry, three TV shows. My bad. Three TV shows. A that's book. what I was thinking. I was thinking that was a TV show, but yeah. I wasn't totally it, sure. It,
0: the one character, the books have been made into movies. So mm, okay. uh, it kind of uh, crosses there. OK. Oh, true. So, um, yeah, let's go back and forth. You want to start or you want me to start? I can start. OK. Uh, my
1: first one I imagine you haven't heard of. Now, we. these aren't necessarily ranked in order either. No, no. Cause... I'm just going with the first one I listed yeah. there. Uh, so The Count – uh, from the book A Gentleman in Moscow. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm familiar with that. Okay, so I'm in the middle of reading this book, and it takes place in in Russia, in the middle of the Russian Revolution, and so the count is sort of this old world Russian elite, and uh, he's living in Paris, doing all these things. Uh, the revolution is taking place. He rushes back to Moscow. I think to take care of a of, of a loved one, mm-hmm. and is arrested, you know, uh, put on trial and is sort of, it sort of has this like, oh, jaunty winning sort of personality on, on the stand and he had written this poem and so they – everybody loved this poem and so they decide, well, we can't kill this guy. There be, there'd be riots in the streets. So they say, mm-hmm. we're going to – you are going to be confined to the hotel down the street for the remainder of your life. And so the whole book takes place in this hotel. Now it has a couple of restaurants, a coffee shop. So it, he's hardly suffering hardship in the – yeah. Right. Yeah. But he's sort of like this sort of old world gentleman where yeah. you know he's not negative about things. He's He goes through daily rituals. He likes his food a certain way and he's like engaging with these – he invites people to the hotel to have conversations. Mm-hmm. He meets a young woman in the, or a, a, a child in the hotel who he goes on adventures with and all these things. I would just love to be in the hotel with him for a day. <laughs> um, he has some some great one-liners in the book. One of my favorite one of my favorites is uh, he gets moved up to the attic of this hotel, and he has these guys carrying his desk up, and it's this giant desk, mm-hmm. and these young men are complaining about this giant desk that they have to carry up there, and uh, and they look at him and count, "Why do you have such a giant desk? This is miserable." And he goes a king fortifies himself with a castle, a gentleman with a desk. I like that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I've just really enjoyed the book. Uh, and That's placard worthy. That, that line? I agree. Yeah. Well, when I read that line initially, I put down the book. I was like, I got to stop reading. I'm upset about that line. It was just too good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful, it's been a wonderful read. I'm about uh, 80, 100 pages into it. All right. And so it sounds like what's attractive about The idea of hanging out with this guy is – he's cultured. Oh, yeah. he's witty. Okay, He's in Russia in the Russian Revolution. I mean that sounds fascinating. Mother Russia. Um, That is my white whale to use a (laughs) literary reference there. Well, I think you'd probably enjoy the book then because – and uh, – but he's, he's also sort of this kind of aloof character that sort of doesn't realize what's going on around him or doesn't care. Okay. So like in one scene, there's this sort of like gathering of angry uh, Bolsheviks in, in the lobby of the hotel. Uh-huh. And he's like in the balcony sort of listen, looking down and listening in and all these things. It's, it's very fascinating. OK. I like that. I'll have to check that book out. Is that on Scribd? Do you know? No. No, oh, it's not. Bummer. I can lend you my paper copy if you'd like. All right, who's who's your? First? I took way too much time. No, 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 my, no, that's my, good. That's good. I mean, next. I think it,
0: I think it needed explanation because it's yeah. not something that I think a lot of people would. If you just go on the count, from that's true. A gentleman in Moscow people. Are like, That's I don't true. Know who that is. Uh, I'm going to go with someone that most people know who it is.
1: Ron Swanson. Yeah, yeah. When I saw Ron Swanson on your list, I was like, oh shoot, I wish I had picked Ron Swanson.
0: Now I, I debated because um, within Parks and Rec, I debated. Because in some ways, I think Ron could be a fun hang if you are into the things he's into, obviously. Yeah. And he's got a pretty narrow range, but he's sort of your – he's gruff, but he's got that – like if you're one of his people, he's loyal to you Mm -hmm. and um, he's a guy that would know how to to fix just about anything. So he'd be a total – uh, he'd be he'd be the guy you'd love to have except on your call. computer yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for technology stuff. Um, and, now I did debate going a different direction from Parks and Rec. I debated putting April down there.
1: Oh, April be fascinating because she's
0: quirky. Her mm-hmm. her and Andy together um, are are just I, I, they'd be a lot of fun to spend time with. Though again, you might end up. Uh, in some very bizarre situations, oh that yeah,
1: you
0: would, <laughs> would never anticipate.
1: Maybe even scary, yeah. But it, you would certainly have a story.
0: Yes, yes. So uh, I, I went with I went with Ron Swanson. Um, I, I do think he'd be, and he, he he enjoys the outdoors. I enjoy the outdoors. Yeah. So I, that's 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 where I started. So going with the television show first here.
1: Okay. Um, Who you got next? My next, uh, the, I think. I think we both had this guy on our list at some point. I uh, took this one off. Yeah. Uh Jim Helpert yeah. from the office. Yeah. Uh honestly, I just want to go to a baseball game or a football game and hang out with him. Like I think I think mm-hmm. that'd be a I think that'd be a great time. Yeah. I think going to a sporting event with Jim Helper, even though he's a Phillies fan, that would be problematic for our relationship, but I think yeah. it would be I think it'd be a fun dry humor sort of back and forth with him about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I considered him and in part because um, – in part because of the sports angle but also because he'd be someone that would be enjoyable to have in your sort of immediate work circle who likes to keep things enjoyable and fun. Yep. But still is a productive member of the team. Yep. It's never a good situation to have the guy who's just the the – he's a lot of fun. But doesn't get his work done, and oh, so yeah. ev- everybody else has to pick up the slack. Uh, he he's that mixture of, um, you know, he's going to do the pranks, he's going to make fun of the really odd person in the office. But he's also going to be a top five salesman for the company. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I like Jim. Yeah, Jim. Jim. Jim would be a good hang. Um, yeah. Who, who do you have next? So I'm going to go uh, a very different direction there. Uh, I'm going to go with. So, you know, one of my favorite TV shows of all time is Lost. Mm-hmm. Did you watch
2: Lost?
1: Oh, yeah. I watched it live and then went back and watched it again during the pandemic. Yeah. Watched it's it again. Great. 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 So as I thought about that, I'm like,
0: OK, out of all the characters on that show, who would be the most enjoyable to hang out with? And it would have to be Hurley, Hugo Reyes, the big guy. Because he's – I'm a- debating this in my head. OK. I don't well, know that I totally agree. OK. Well, we can – you can push back yeah. after I give my statement here. Um, so I, I, I think he's always the one bringing fun into the equation. I mean True. he's the one that creates the golf course.
2: Now – He's
1: the one that um, is all about the ping pong table on the beach and – So you're talking – you want to hang out with him on the island. Not do you want to hang out with him? I think he was from California. Do you want yeah. to hang out with him in California? Well, that'd be fun too. I think. I mean, he had a hundred and whatever fifty million dollars. Oh, I'm going before that. I'm thinking when he's at the chicken
0: restaurant. <laughs> yeah, but even then, I think he's a very lovable character. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think I'm gonna go with Hugo. Okay. Who would you? Have picked I don't know out that the cast of Lost.
1: I don't know that I would have picked anybody from the cast of Lost. Okay. I don't. I, I just don't know that I would have picked anybody. Now I debated uh, putting John Locke down because I think yeah.
0: he's a fascinating mix of kind of the ordinary guy who knows how to do everything kind of thing, but also philosophically inclined, so he could have an intellectual oh, yeah. conversation with you um, along the way. Also,
1: so, yeah. but you wouldn't pick anybody. I don't know that I'd pick anybody from that. I mean, everybody. Locke, I think, would be annoying um Hugo I just don't know about Hugo. I don't know that I'd enjoy time with Hugo. Um I mean the the doctor Jack is yeah. constantly drunk when he <laughs> when he's not on that island. Yeah. <laughs> Sawyer's going to rob you. You know. Oh yeah, uh, Sawyer's
0: totally going to take advantage of you at some point. Yeah.
1: Probably Kate too. You know, yes. um Yes. So yeah, I just don't know that there's a person that I'm like let's be friends uh, on that show. Sayed's going to Saeed outside of Iraq might be fun to hang out with. <laughs> he's a guy that if he's on your side,
0: he's useful to have. But um, yeah. I th- yeah, you, Really, I think Hugo would be a fun hang. Maybe more. Doesn't take himself too seriously. OK. All
1: right. Next one for you. OK. Uh, we talked about this one before we got on air. Uh, I chose Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah not because i think we honestly have that much in common
2: <laughs> <laughs> just yes. because
1: i would come away with so many stories there would be so many things i'd walk away with and go like yeah. oh let me tell you about this time i was hanging out with this guy with some crazy some crazy hair yeah, yeah. and let me tell you what happened and it, we, you would have some marvelous stories coming out of Hanging Out with Kramer. Like, remember the time we tried to take all the milk jugs to Michigan to get the extra five cents? <laughs>
2: yes.
1: Yes. And ended
0: up at some farm in the middle of Ohio and got yep. chased out because Newman yep. <laughs> made the moves on the on the farmer's daughter. Yes. And threw uh, – had golf clubs thrown at the mail truck we were JFK's. To. JFK's golf, golf clubs. clubs. That's right. That's yes. right. Uh, I mean Seinfeld is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, and – I, I can get on board with the. You'd have some incredible stories, but
1: I don't know that I have that much in common with him. That's right. that's where I struggled with. Right, you could play Kramer. some golf with him. I could play golf with Kramer. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. He's pretty good. Yep. Yeah.
0: I debated, but I mean, part of what makes the show Seinfeld so interesting is the characters are are obviously very engaging in in different ways they're all terrible
1: human beings. Yes. Yep. And that's that's kind of how the show concludes, right?
0: right? Yeah. Right. I mean and yeah, the show concludes with them kind of in one sense getting what they deserve finally mm-hmm. for being terrible human beings. They're just really funny. Yeah. At you know, and have you know, but yeah. So I I thought about that. I thought about that. All right, I'm going to go my next one is one that I will have to explain yeah, because yeah, I'm guessing gonna... most people will have not ha, this have is, not seen this show. TV, TV show? It is a TV show, yeah.
1: I remember it being on TV.
0: So uh, I'm going to go with Ed Stevens. Okay. Now, uh, this is from a... This is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I think there were only like four or five seasons. It was produced by David Letterman's production company. So it had his kind of sense of humor embedded within it. Okay. So... Uh, Ed Stevens was played by uh, Tom Cavanaugh and uh, he plays a
1: bowling alley lawyer. A bowling alley lawyer? Yes. Like a lawyer that represents bowling alleys only? A lawyer who has a
0: – who owns a bowling alley and has his law practice in the, bowling. the bowling alley. OK. Different streams of revenue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Diversifying. Uh, I mean the basic idea is the show starts with him. He's a lawyer in New York City. He's married. He makes a – he misplaces a comma in a contract that costs his uh, law firm like millions of dollars. Wow! They fire him. So he goes home midday, discovers his wife is having an affair with the postman, the mail carrier. Was it Newman? It was not Newman. <laughs> <laughs> um. And so he decides, I'm going to move back to my hometown of Stuckeyville, Ohio, fictional town. OK. OK. And he, he sees – he has this yearbook and he, he sees the picture of the, of the girl he had the crush on, mm-hmm. Carol Vesey, played by uh, Julie Bowen. And so he decides he's going to move back. He, he goes back to Stuckeyville, and he makes it his goal to win the girl. Mm-hmm. She's not married. She's dating this guy, but it's not going anywhere. And so it is this – it's a weird mixture of – it's it's a one-hour show, but it has elements of like a sitcom in it, but it's a drama. So it's this weird it's, – it's almost this mixed genre of show. Hmm. And he is a riot. Uh, he and his buddy Mike, who's a doctor in town, have this uh, – Stick going where they do a $10 bet. And so they'll say like, all right, Mike, $10 if you go up to that random person and cluck like a chicken and you have to do it. Hmm. And so these little $10 bets are all throughout the show. Very funny. And yet there's a very sweet uh, element to the show as well. It's probably my wife and I's favorite television series. Is it on anything? Is it on Hulu? Well, Netflix? here's the disappointing thing. From what I understand, two different production companies own the rights to it. And they can't agree on distributing it on a streaming service. So it's not showing up. So it's not available. Actually, if you go onto YouTube, you can find the episodes. The quality isn't the greatest. But so, yeah, from what I understand, it's not going to show up on Peacock or anything like that because – Well, that's so sad. It's very sad. I I think it's one of those shows that would be low-key popular
1: uh, with a second run. Yeah. So Hmm. Ed Stevens it is. Who do you got next? Uh, So I have Hopper. This is one I kind of came up with at the last minute. Okay. Are you, have you seen – this is from the TV show. I have TV not show. seen Stranger Things. Okay. So he is the – I know the basic premise I think. He is the police officer from Stranger Things uh, and he is just sort of this uh, – I'd want to hang out with him in Indiana. Let me be clear because there is a one season he's almost entirely in Russia. Uh, but he is just – he's kind of – was was the cool guy in high school, went to Vietnam, came back and is now the town sheriff and has just sort of continued his cool guy sort of sort mm-hmm. of stuff. but he's got also got like a heart of gold in there as well. yeah, really, really excellent character, and I think he'd he'd be fun to to hang out with in uh, the fictional town that he's from in in Indiana. okay,
0: yeah, that sounds good. yeah. yeah. All right. My next one might be a, a little bit more off the radar as well. I'm going to go with Ove. I've heard you talk about it. I've never read this From book. From this book uh, by Frederick uh, – I can't. I don't know if it's Backman or Bachman. Uh, he's a Swedish author. It's been translated into English. The book is called A Man Called Ove. Mm-hmm. It's this story of this guy, Ove, whose wife passes away. They're older. His wife passes away and he's just completely lost. Like he just – doesn't even really know how to function anymore. And he's this kind of curmudgeonly, but you know, kind of the classic curmudgeon who comes across as a little gruff, but there's a heart of gold beneath mm-hmm. that. And so he decides that he's going to end his life because he just can't take living without his wife anymore. Yeah. And every time he goes to commit suicide, he gets interrupted by a neighbor who needs his help. And he feels this moral obligation to help these neighbors out, and they're different ones, even though he's deeply annoyed by them and so he he ends up becoming very dear to these neighbors. and so it's just just this very sweet story of uh, of a curmudgeon who's got the heart of gold and i, I I'm drawn to those sort of curmudgeonly characters because I have some of my own curmudgeonly tendencies in my life. So I feel a a resonance with them of –
1: Now, would you be upset if he also found you annoying?
0: I I think I'd find it endearing. Okay, (laughs) And he probably would because part of his shtick is he's annoyed that these people don't know how to do basic things in life. Like he's an older guy and so his neighbors are younger. Yeah. And so he's doing stuff around the house. He's like, what self-respecting man doesn't know how to fix this? Yeah. I'm the one who needs the help by the curmudgeonly neighbor (laughs) who does how to fix things. So anyway –
1: uh, it's a man called Ove.
0: Who else you got? Yeah, uh, one more.
1: So yeah, my final one. Again, I think I'd come out of this relationship with some good stories. I don't know that we have that much in common. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I just think he'd be a fascinating person to spend a couple days with. Yeah. And and to just see, goodness, what is his life like? <laughs> and. Uh, What does he do day to day when he's not in front of a microphone or camera and Mm – or in in the ring? Yeah. I think he would be a fascinating person. And then to hang out with him and Rocky on the beach and run with them I think would be enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. I I think they'd be – I think Apollo Creed would be a fascinating uh, hang.
0: I like that. That's a little off the radar.
1: That's good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And then uh, your final.
0: Yeah. So I I enjoy – Lord of the Rings and um, very much uh, both – I mean I read that as a kid and then, of course, the movies. So as I thought about – I debated picking uh, some of the hobbits. So Merry and Pippin are kind of the – you know, like the, the fun-loving. Fun loving. Yeah. 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 I agree.
1: Um, I thought about Merry and Pippin. I did not think about Sam and Frodo no, at all. no, no. Um, Their lives just seem so hard,
0: <laughs> and I debated about Aragorn because he's you know long life, fascinating. You would see a lot, yeah. Yes, uh, but I ultimately settled on Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Um, he's that older, wiser, grizzled, seen everything kind of guy. So it's not like you you think we're gonna have this like you know side splitting laughter kind of hang session with Gandalf, hmm. but the sort of life wisdom that you would get um, and just uh, input that you might get from from him I think is uh, would be
1: enjoyable. So Okay. Yeah. I, I thought about Gandalf as well. I considered yeah. it. But then thought I might lose my life at some point. People around <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah people seem, people around him are seem, certainly seem certainly to die. in danger. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well that was something different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You ready for today in sports history? Let's do it. All right. Uh, So when this episode drops, it feels so far away. October 18th. The 18th of October. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So we've got one, two, three, four. Yeah. Let's see what names are in there. Uh, 1968 American long jumper Bob Beeman sets the incredible world record of 8.9 meters. I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. There is a camera crew. Outside – I know you can't see this, but there is a camera crew outside the podcast studio door right now. OK. A big old camera. Anyway. <laughs> um, and they were like looking in here. I'm like
0: – Yeah. I mean that's my entourage probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. That's,
1: that's probably <laughs> – yes. I mean, Crossway sent them over. Yeah. 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 Um, Bob Beeman. Uh, incredible world record. Uh, 8.9 meters, 29 uh 29 feet. 29 feet, two and a half inches in high altitude of Mexico City Olympics, uh, long jump, uh, improvement over previous world record uh, by 22 inches. Yeah, that's, that's remarkable. That's almost – yeah. That, I mean that's, that's – That's almost two feet. Almost two feet. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, has that been broken since? I assume it has.
0: Uh, maybe, like it's—I know it stood for a very long time. Bob Beeman. Bob Beeman. Sounds like he owns a hardware store, doesn't it? <laughs> or an or a car dealership? Or a car dealership. Come yep. on down to Bob Beeman Ford.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So that was sixty-eight. Oh, also, nineteen sixty-eight. U.S. Olympic Committee suspends Tommy Smith and John Carlos for giving the Black Power salute to protest racism and injustice against the African Americans during the Olympic medal ceremony. Same
0: Olympics, pretty famous. Uh, oh, yeah. historical pretty, event. Yeah, pretty
1: famous photo. Yeah. Yep. Um, 1974, uh, Chicago Bulls. Nate uh, Thurmond. Am I saying that right? I think so. Okay, becomes the first mb becomes the first in the NBA to compete a quadruple double uh, with 22 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, and then I think the most impressive one, 12 blocks. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of blocks. It is. It's a little surprising to me that Wilt Chamberlain didn't do that. Well, I don't think Wilt Chamberlain pa- didn't pass.
0: <laughs> OK. But even just accidentally, you'd think – Yeah.
1: He, he'd stumble into
0: 10. Yeah. He'd stumble into 10 assists or even um, Oscar Robertson. Yeah. Mr. Triple Double himself. It's a little surprising that maybe he didn't throw one of those up there. I guess he's probably not going to get the blocks.
1: Yeah. And I mean that probably held Russell Westbrook back from getting it right, the blocks. Probably. Um, 1978, baseball World Series. Reggie Jackson hits three consecutive home runs, tying Babe Ruth's World Series record. The Yankees beat the Dodgers, eight to four, to clinch four to two series to win MVP. Uh, Yankees outfielder Reggie Jackson.
0: Yeah, that's kind of an iconic moment in baseball history. Oh yeah. Uh, if I if I remember correctly, I think that might have even been on three consecutive pitches. Like I think they might have been like three first pitch home runs. Huh? Uh, I, I could be wrong. Guy must have been tipping his pitches. I guess. I guess that's why they called Reggie Jackson Mister October. Mister October. Yep. <laughs> All right. Who you got out of this list,
1: John? Part of me just—I think the most. Im- well, I... for me, it's down to two. Reggie Jackson's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Nate Thurmond is very impressive, although yeah. I've never heard of him. <laughs> um, uh, but Bob Beeman might take the cake for me.
2: Okay.
1: I'm between Bob Beeman and Nate Thurmond. Uh, let's go Bob Beeman. Yeah. Okay. Just because I like the name Bob Beeman. Bob Beeman. Maybe a BMW dealership. Bob Beeman
0: BMW. Bob Beeman's Beamers. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Bob Beeman it is. That's just fun to say.
1: Yeah. All right. One thing you liked. Okay. uh, So I'm going to mention the novel I've been reading, A Gentleman in Moscow. And I've kind of given the the plot to it a bit already uh, in our breakdown. How did you come across this? uh, So I listened to a podcast by the president of a liberal arts college, Econ Talk is the name of it, uh, president of a liberal arts college in Israel. And he invites people on to talk all the time. He invited the author on to discuss his process, this new book that came out. Um, and this, the author is fascinating. He uh, was in finance for like 25 years and, but always loved – What nationality is this author? English. Okay. He's American. He's American. OK. He's he's, he's American. Yeah. Because I love me a good Russian novel. No, he's not Russian. Okay. So he was in Manhattan I think doing finance okay. and moved uh, – but always did like these fictional writing seminars and would take vacation to go to like – and he would go to these things, wow, the professor and they're like, you need you need to pursue this full time. And so he mm-hmm. did it like 45 hmm. and, uh, and he writes – he's had two or three novels come out now and they're just he, – he's just such a good writer. I'm, I'm really yeah. enjoying it. A Gentleman in Moscow.
0: Yeah. I'll have to check that out especially given my um, – interest in, in Russia. Um, yeah. In fact, when I was doing the research for the uh, fictional char- characters, I did consider if there were any I, – I like uh, Dostoevsky's mm-hmm. novels and tried to see if there were any – tried to think back if there are any characters in there. But there, there's always just such a grimness <laughs> to the Russian novels. Oh, yeah. Um, but this one being written by an American probably uh, doesn't have that. Um Okay. So uh by the way, your recommendation last week, Crooked City,
1: I'm like four or five episodes in. It's great. Yeah. Love yeah. it. That's uh that's uh Nathan the boss in Indiana. Okay. Yeah, yeah that that's it's
0: really good. Um but my one thing I like this week I'm going with is um and I'm sort of saying this we're recording in advance of this, but I'm assuming this is great. You're, you're anticipating. I'm anticipating, it. yes. Uh, we have one of our students getting married this weekend. Ah. and um, Are you doing the ceremony or I am not. I'm reading scripture okay. in the ceremony. My son is one of the groomsmen. OK. He's got 12 groomsmen.
2: Yeah. So To I've which seen, I joked with
0: him, I've do you that. think
1: you're Jesus? Like, yeah. I've seen that before.
0: <laughs> well, do you think – I feel like this is a trend. Larger and larger numbers of groomsmen and, and, and bridesmaids in weddings – like when I got married, like we had six, and that was like, whoa, that's huge.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now that's like nothing. You know, some of these weddings you go to, and you think, am I even friends with him? Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> I didn't make the cut for twelve. Like, <laughs> well, I w- will not name names, but I've I've known some students at Grace to get married and feel the pressure to get like up to twelve. Yeah, and they will ask people, and they'll be like. I'm not even sure I have your name in my phone. <laughs> you know, you know, that that's sort of the yeah. level of Now, friendship. That's not the case with
0: this guy. Um, he he is very well known on campus. Sure, sure. Has a lot of friends, has friends from back home. That's part of the challenge of the like getting married right out of college is if you've still got high school buddies and now you've got college buddies, narrowing that down can be a bit oh, tricky. Yeah. Be real hardy, which that was one advantage of you getting married a little bit later in life,
1: and in the middle of COVID. <laughs> and in the middle of, you had zero, zero. Attendance. The plan was to have,
0: I think, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. We need to wrap this up. You've got an important meeting coming up uh, shortly here, and I have to go to the rehearsal for that wedding. Oh, yes, yes. So we have talked uh, sports, though a little bit more briefly. We have talked fictional characters we would like to hang out with. We've talked about Bob Beeman. Bob Beeman. Bob Beeman's Beamers. Bob Beeman's Buicks. I don't know. <laughs> and we have talked about uh, the novel that you're reading that you're really enjoying. And oh, we've talked so about good. the uh, wedding festivities of one of our students. So I think by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. And so until next time. The Lord bless y'all real
2: good. Later.